When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Row. So tonight's game is a prime vehicle? That's right. So if you're a Mets or a Yankee fan, Don, only way to watch tonight's on prime. Oh, you- SNY has, has the Mets as well. That's right. So if you want to hear the Yankee broadcast, it's on prime. Yes. Got it. We'll find out how committed people are to Michael and Marin. No, Michael. It's K. a tough spot. It's a, it's obviously certainly a tough spot. Uh, let's start off by saying good evening to Don. I give off a Lenny vibe. And good evening to myself. Ah, again, shut up. Good evening to myself again. I'll never get you or Michael to try my cream cheese. And lastly, to Greg Buttle. Where do you score points, Don? Uh, uh, Dan. Through the air, Don, Dan, Dina. He just saw me, so that's why he's got Don on the brain. I don't know if that's a good excuse. I hear you. I like what you're doing. I like how you're helping out. It was good to see Greg on Saturday. He he asked me, when, when am I just going to get rid of the dog? I I sometimes get the sense, Don, he doesn't know me that well. Or doesn't doesn't care. It's probably well, the latter. Well, that's that, so, so that's much worse. No, it's just that he he believes what he believes. He's obviously not a dog person and just wonders like what are you doing? What does that mean? What a, what a strange... It means he would not want to be around someplace having to have his dog there that would bother him he wouldn't want to do it and that's why he's saying to you wouldn't you be freer wouldn't you have more fun if you didn't have the dog with you and there might be times where that might be the answer but you could say that to someone with children but you wouldn't oh he would (laughs) well that's a different that's what i'm trying to get to don that's what i love about greg he's brutally honest can i can i uh can I say something? I'd like to mm. submit that brutally honest is one of the all-time overrated qualities. Oh, it's yeah, definitely. And we it we can make it be seem good. Like, it can be not so well, good. Well, because what people and I, I I'm guilty of it too. That sometimes it's it's like your get out of jail free card. Well, I, mean, I can't help honest. it. I'm just a really honest person. So, I'm that that now allows me to be a bad guy for the next couple of minutes when I say blah 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 blah. 
Oh, but that's just that Don's not a bad guy. He's just brutally honest. No, maybe he's a maybe he's brutally honest because he's a bad guy. Right. Or maybe they completely work together. Maybe being yeah. quote brutally honest is being a bad guy. Now, I'm not saying that in this particular circumstance. I'd say, you know, the, the amount that I adore the dog, it's like, let me, let's put it this way. Everyone else who comes up to me at the entire event has something very warm to say about Bear. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you why, Don. I'm glad you asked. Bear's a great... Uh, no, it's not even that. Pet. He is a great pet. He's a wonderful animal. Mm-hmm. However... That's not it. They have a modicum of interest and care in my personality, and they know that I adore the dog. So when they see me with said dog, they go, oh, that's Bear. Oh, my God. That's Bear the dog. How, how is he? Oh, he's so cute. Greg sees me. When are you going to get rid of that goddamn dog? I mean, that's – shut like up, Bear. Michael. It's never a dull moment, though, when I see Greg. Hey, no, well, Bear, I need you to shut up. But I'm just ruling out that he doesn't know you. He knows you. And that's why he said it. And that's why he's saying yeah. enough with the dog already. Who cares? <laughs> shut oh. All right. Uh, where do you want to start, Don? There's God, there's so much. There's just Don so LaGreca's House of Hot Dogs. 1-800-EAT-ME. Let's start with Game Time brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Take you back to last night. Let's hear. Can we hear? Um, Anthony, you mind pulling up Michael's call of the judge home run one more time? Just kind of miss him. Just bring that back for you. Driven to deep right field. Marte back, turning, looking. See ya. There's the home run. Number 47 in the Yankees lead 2 nothing. Now, Michael, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew, uh, what's his name? Aaron Judge, that is, not Andrew Judge. A- Aaron Judge is not the only man who scored last night in baseball. The Oakland Police Department is launching an investigation into an incident in which a couple allegedly engaged in a sex act in the stands of an A's game <clears throat> on Sunday. Sex? The incident was reported by TMZ. and captured was doing porn. By a social media user at the time and posted to Twitter. In the footage... An isolated couple is seen alone at the top of Section 334. In Oakland. Engage in Oakland. Engaging in what appears to be a sex act. Bing bong! When you say that, I think of one specific thing. It, I don't, I, I honestly, I saw like the picture on uh, Twitter. I can't, oh yeah, nope, you got it, Don. Yep, no. sure, sure, you figured it out. And what day was this? Um, this what? Oh yeah, Don, you really you really know this crowd well. <laughs> well, I don't know crowd. I just I'm just saying I'm picturing one thing, and that's and I I think I got it right, and I think you're picturing the same thing. Was this on Sunday? I think this was August. No, yeah, Sunday. Yep, Sunday's attendance. Sunday at 8.37 p.m., it went on Twitter. All right. There was the, – the announced attendance in Oakland for the game was 9,314. Dear oh, God. My. And then you said this was in the upper deck? 
Oh, it's literally the last row. Yeah, of this, this is the equivalent of them doing it in an apartment across from Yankee Stadium. It's right. It, 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 it shouldn't be illegal. There are people, I will say, there are people sitting in the section at the bottom of the section. Hmm. So, like, 25 rows okay. down. So, literally, yeah, it probably was the wrong thing to do. I'm just trying to say that, that they announced their attendance of less than 10,000. So. 14, 15 rows away, there are people down there. But the, but not but looking the other way. They probably uh, thought they could this. get away with it without anybody. I, don't, I really don't think it was voyeurism, like – that they were getting excited, people were watching. I think they specifically figured we're safe, no one's going to see us. I think also my guess is it was an opportunity to like do something crazy. No, and and, and a safe. They well, thought it was a safe way to do something crazy. I, 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 Don, I think it's not. It's not coincidence. They weren't so turned on by the the smell at, at the A's game. No, or I, the hot I think dog it's something to tell people. Hey, it's it, you know what the it, it's the equivalent of the Mile High Club. Like, I don't think they really thought anybody was going to see them and then they could tell everybody, hey, we had sex at a ballpark. But I don't think the idea was that anyone was going to see them because they figured nobody is going to notice them because there's 15 rows of empty seats. By the way, the attendance for last night's A's Mar- Marlins game, Peter, mm-hmm. the announced attendance, 2,630. Oh, my God. So they probably figured there's, 10, there's less than 10,000 people in the building. There, there's, like, almost nobody in the upper deck. There's a few people in our section, but they're 15 rows away. My point is they did not think they were engaging in a public act. I, dis- I disagree with you. I, I, in the history of this show, I've never well, disagreed. Well, l- hear me you. out. Again, they're going to tell the story as if they did it. Because they're going to tell everybody, we had sex at a Major League Baseball game. And that's why they did it, my opinion. And that's why they did it. Right, but they also knew that there was enough privacy that Correct. the idea was no one was I ever going to catch that. them doing. That was my take: is that it was a chance to be voyeuristic right. while also being seemingly safe because they had so much distance. And I do think that was their uh, their intent was that no one's going to notice we're doing this, and if anybody did, they wouldn't do it. Now, somebody obviously did catch them, but I don't think that was their intent. Now, let's go back across the country to a game that was well attended. Aaron Boone on the atmosphere at last night's Subway Series game. Special. It really was. I've talked a lot about, I feel like, partly because of the start we, we got off to and, and some of the games that we won early on and throughout the season, comeback fashion. I feel like the environment's been really good at Yankee Stadium all year. I mean, it always is, but this year it's felt more. So there's been more regular season games and moments that have kind of rose to a level. And certainly last night, you could feel that energy in the crowd. It was pretty cool. How about a John Carlos Stanton update, Aaron? He's standing in on a couple more bullpens now. He's going to go through, I think, do outfield work and stuff during BP, and assuming that goes right, we'll plan on him being activated for Thursday's game. That's big. Boom. And uh, Andrew Benintendi, who had a nice game last night, seems to be picking up a bit on the current state of these New York Yankees. And obviously this team is extremely consistent, you know, once you, you know, look past this little, you know, slump that we've been in, but you know everybody has confidence in each other and there in the team that we have. So, it's just got to get out there and get on a streak and get going. As for Buck Showalter and the Mets, Buck uh, says he wants an automated strike zone. I can't wait till they get the automatic strike zone in a lot of ways so we can get away from all this stuff. I think it really irritates people all the framing. 
You know, the top 10 umpires, I look at them that for accuracy, one thing they have in common, they're not affected by any framing at all. It doesn't matter how you present the pitch. They're calling a ball a ball and a strike a strike. And I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, there's no question. There's There's been enough where you could clearly see that it's out of the strike zone, that, that, that we're getting to that point. I've, I've wondered why. It seems like of all the sports, baseball is the one that you could totally change the game in a better way and make it more accurate if you relied on technology more. I think especially for something like that. I mean, you're already incorporated replay, fair or foul, is it a home run or not? Like, why is strike, ball and a strike, that's not a judgment call. It's become that now because always everybody's got a different strike zone. Right, and by the way, it doesn't even take away the umpire's job. You'll still need an umpire there to call, uh, you know, catcher interference, different things like I, that. That's an that's an interesting thing. Like I, I've I heard that argument. I, I I was getting into a conversation with somebody years ago. I was like, "What are you going to just not have a home plate umpire?" I was like, "No, there's still plays at the plate. There was the ball fouled off. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot swing." There's you know, there's still, plenty of things that a home plate umpire can do. And they can, in fact, still communicate the strike. Well, that, that's what they're, That's ultimately what's going to happen, is is that, that, that it's going to be like the pitcher's getting the signs from the catcher. It'll be wired into their ear to call it a ball, call it a strike. And they'll still be there as insurance, too, just in case it malfunctions. They could still be able to ultimately maybe overrule or, or call it a ball or a strike and say that it malfunctions so we don't have to, like, have a non-pitch. So there's still plenty for the home plate umpire to do, but it's time. Since they instituted the box for every one of these broadcasts where everybody sees whether it's in or out of the strike zone, then then shouldn't we just incorporate that into the technology? If Abner Doubleday invented baseball today, he'd have it in there. You know, we evolve as human beings, right? So, Hey, Don, it, if you offered me 10 grand, I don't think I could, with all the protective equipment, I don't know if I could go stand behind the catcher and call in a bat. Well, I mean, obviously, everybody's got to get trained to do it. No, I think I'd be terrified, though. I think I'd simply be terrified. Why? Because the ball would hit you? or That's right. Well, you've got, no, that's silly. It is? Yeah. Why? Because, I mean, I, I know that there is the rare occasion foul tip can hit, you know, your shoulder or your, or your head and, and hurt. But come on, Peter, you cross the street, you get on a plane. Oh, come on. Come that, on, that, man. I, standing there and staring down a 99-mile-an-hour pitch I think is an unfathomable act to me. Now, may, I could get used to it. I'm sure I could get trained and over time come to accept it and get there. But on first the first moment? I wouldn't comfortably walk out there. Don, you have to understand, when I played baseball, I was scared during every single at-bat. I, I find baseball to be such an underrated, scary sport. I can't believe those dudes. I, I really can't. I Not only is it impossible to hit a baseball, but just staring down pitches that fast. Uh, I don't know if you know this. The, it, it's not made of cloth. Hey, there, there's, it's interesting, you know, because I played baseball my whole young you know, childhood, basically. But there'd always be a pitcher, whether it was Little League, high school, where you're like, whoa, that's you – know, you're, you're a little intimidated. I don't want to get hit by that pitch. 
especially in Little League, right, because there's always somebody that got left back or, or you know, hit puberty earlier than everybody well, else. And you're, and you're trusting 11-year-olds. Like, like, oh, my God, this this kid throws hard. Yeah, it's – yeah, no, I, I get it. But I just I, – as an umpire, though, you're not really getting hit by a pitch. It might be a foul tip. So, not, I, not, not just – listen, obviously catchers can catch the ball. That's what they do. But the first time it comes in there, I'm just guessing – when you hear how hard it hits the catcher's glove, it must be like, my God, man. Now it's, it's, it, it's a different animal than anything I've ever experienced. It just I mean, shows you how mature you are, that you have no problem admitting that. That I'm scared and, of a baseball? And that oh, makes you a better person than me. I, I don't know if that's true. I, I, I don't think a lot of people are scared of baseballs. I always it – it really hampered me as a batter. I wasn't a terrible batter, but I was – naturally scared of the baseball like I always flinched in, at least in my mind I found it so hard you know because when you're if, if you're any sort of batter you want to be stepping in towards the pitch right you never want to be stepping away no you can't it, it's it's too it's too quick Peter if there's any moment of hesitation there's no chance well of and if and if you're it. and if you step back at all and you end up hitting with your hands and you don't want to hit with your hands you want to hit with your body you want to use your torque to actually hit the ball. So if you're going the wrong direction, it doesn't work. So the the bad news is I'm not going to be a major league umpire, everyone. And and, and that wasn't the plan anyway, so you're good. I mean, I did it in high school for, for $25 a game. We were pretty happy with it. But, like, even then, by the way, Don, even then, I would call it from behind the pitcher's mound. Really? You did that? Oh, yeah, and sometimes they'd get mad. Oh, I definitely wasn't trusting little leaguers. No chance. I wasn't standing back there to get hit in the face. So... The, the pitchers couldn't pitch. The catchers couldn't catch. I'm just standing there to catch it with my cup and my face. I'm good. I, I, I Don't worry. I can see the strike. By the way, I got to be honest. It's not that hard to call balls and strikes. I like the vantage better behind the pitcher anyway. Well, that's what we did whenever, like, if I ever had to ump for something and there was no equipment, that's where you went. You went behind the pitcher. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm sure it's not ideal, but you can get it done. <laughs> by the way, that, this ex- very interesting segment is game time. Brought to you by it. Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey during the big game I, of the season. Enjoy Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish Whiskey. Remember when it's game time, it's Tully time. How about how about this arbitrary follow for me? Here we go. Because every once in a while I'll check my verified followers. Yeah. <whistles> Will Clark. Oh. San Francisco Giant, great. Yeah, how, how weird is that? Now, of course, I had to follow him back. It's only right. It's only fair. Well, earlier earlier you said T-Mac. T-Mac's not that weird, Don. He only has 20,000 followers for some reason, and he follows like 13,000. Will Clark has 26,500 and only follows 1,700. So my guess, this is a a sincere follow from Will Clark, which is interesting because yesterday I got followed by Candy Maldonado. (laughs) Really? It's been an exciting... That, that's that, again. That's that's an arbitrary follow. You wouldn't think that would happen. <laughs> but hey, is he a verified account? I made it up. I have no idea. Oh, I don't. It's, well, okay, that, I'm sorry. I, 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 <laughs> I believe everything that you say. So I no, because it's it's just weird. Like, why would Ruth Buzzy follow me? Why would Will Clark follow? Why 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 would Tracy? No, Will Clark follow? makes more sense than Ruth Buzzy. Ariel Hawani makes sense. Sure. Um, T Mac. That's 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 weird to me. Woj was on SportsCenter earlier, and here he is explaining how the Nets and Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman came to an agreement 
to have Durant move forward with the Nets this upcoming season? I think that meeting two weeks ago was an impetus to start these sides talking again about a way to move forward together to rescind this trade request. And Kevin Durant saw that, and the Nets both saw that. The market, I think everybody imagined would be there and for a Kevin Durant trade wasn't there that teams were not willing to just gut all their good young players young stars and draft picks for even a player as great as Kevin Durant at 34 years old and I think with the Nets making it clear to Durant that they weren't going to just give him away that they had to get a sizable return and the fact that that wasn't out there and it wasn't close anywhere and I think Kevin Durant looking at this Nets roster Uh, the commitment of Kyrie Irving to come back here in the last year of his deal and a Ben Simmons who there's a lot of optimism he'll be ready for training camp and the rest of this roster this is a very good Nets team and now we'll see how it goes together I don't think there's ever any lasting stability in many of these super teams in the NBA but for the Nets they get Kevin Durant off the trade market they get him ready now to come to training camp and for the first time you know a Durant Ben Simmons Kyrie Irving training camp and a team that should be very formidable in the East. I want to take a break, Don, and when we come back on the other side, I want to hear Woj answer um, if KD can repair the relationship with Steve Nash and also get Stephen A. Smith's thoughts on this. Plus your phone calls at 1-800-919-3776. A little more ENN on the other side on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. All right. Jack Pocket is doing something awesome. They're giving you a flyaway trip to watch the Mets play in Atlanta. All you have to do is download the app and use the code ATL on your next order. That's ATL at checkout for your chance to win. Don't miss your chance to watch the race for the NL East in Atlanta. Airfare, hotel accommodations, game tickets included. Be sure to enter by September 11, 2022. Jack Pocket, the official digital lottery partner of the New York Mets. Must be 18 older to play. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call 8-1-800-GAMBLER. Visit jackpocket.com slash TOS for full terms of service. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Peter and Don on a Tuesday. On the K Show on 98.7 ESPN, closing out ENN. We were talking before break, and we'll get back to your phone calls in a few minutes here. But we were talking about the Kevin Durant of it all, Don, mm-hmm. and his supposedly mending fences in Brooklyn. Well, Woj was asked on SportsCenter, can KD repair the relationship with Steve Nash? I think especially for a star player, there needs to be certainly more of a relationship with the head coach. And certainly there's a lot of history there with Steve Nash. They were in Golden State together when Steve Nash was on the staff. They're going to have to find a way to make it work. And certainly winning makes a lot of it go away. This is a Nets roster beyond the big three 
with a healthy Joe Harris, with the additions in this offseason, you know, this is a team that, again, should be formidable in the East and throughout the NBA. And there are a lot of frayed relationships all over the NBA. There's no question. They'll have to be worked to walk back a lot of what's happened this summer. Listen, it reminds people of 2007, Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. That was a tumultuous summer between he and the organization. He asked out. They came close to deals in a number of places, but didn't make a trade, repaired the relationship with Kobe Bryant, made the Pau Gasol trade, went on to win back-to-back titles. You know, listen, the Nets are just trying to win to get into the playoffs and advance in the East, get to a final. You know, they'll have a chance if this Nets team stays healthy, stays together, but certainly I think with Kevin Durant, this is going to be a process of trying to put these pieces back together. But it is easier to do that when your player is off the trade market. Kevin Durant is off the trade market now, and he's got four years left. He's starting that new four-year, $198 million deal this season. He hasn't played a minute yet on that new contract, but it appears now he will play for the Nets under that deal. Jesus. A little too much roach for you? Uh, between that one and the last one, yeah, we could have done it at the end of the show. I could have, you know, started dinner early. <laughs> Yay! God, this subject is boring. <laughs> How about this? Caroline called attention. Remember somebody asked about what's more interesting, Pujols chase for 700 or Judge 62? MLB must have been listening. The MLB Network tweeted that as a poll. Really? Sixty, Almost 6,400 votes. What do you think uh, the leader is? Wait, what's the question one more time in the poll? What's um, Which home run race has you the most excited? Pujols chase for 700. Judges chase for 62. I mean, obviously, I'm so biased here. I, I have no – I mean, I've thought about Pujols and 700 exactly zero times. Right. I, I, th- I check judges' stat line every day, so – uh, for me, I'm so biased. I, I would think, I would still think it's overwhelmingly for Judge, but mm. maybe the Pujols one is more realistic and and people are more dialed in. It's his last year. Maybe it's that yeah. one. But I would go Judge. Obviously, this is a nationwide poll, but the Yankees are a national team, so I don't know if this is reflective on, you know, 62 not being a number for people. That really the true number is 73. That's a good point. But Pujols chasing 786%. That's, that's surprising. What? Is that's, that shocking? I thought it would be way closer than that. I'm not really surprised Pujols won because there's a lot of Yankee haters out there, and I think there's a lot of a younger generation of people that are on social media that participate in polls that, you know, again, 61 doesn't resonate with them. But 86 to 14, that's shocking. And, again, it's a, it's a decent sound. We're talking about 6,400 people. There's another five hours to go on the poll, so we could probably revisit this tomorrow. But I, mean, I can't uh, imagine that it's going to make up that much ground to, to change Pujols winning that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Listen, it's a pretty impressive class to get to 700. That's, that's rarefied air. Yeah, because what are you talking? You're talking uh, bonds. Bonds and and Ruth and and Aaron. That's it. That's it. So that is a hell of a club to join. Fudge. I I, I don't know if okay. I okay. Yeah, I said it. Fudge. <laughs> Off the top. I don't know if I'm thinking about. It, I would have realized he's, he'd be the fourth. I mean, that's and maybe he's also. I think he's seven short right now. 
He's 693 right now, I believe. Okay. So it, it's very much in play. He has he has 14 this season. So if you were going to do the math, 14 over the course of the season with the amount of play they have left, it, he should be right there. Yep, 693. Yeah, it's pretty significant. Again, you, you're doing something that's only been done three other times, but, you know, still a Yankee, judge, probably the face of baseball, chasing out, uh, chasing after what many people believe is the true record or at least the American League record. That surprised me. And those are baseball fans. I mean, if you're following MLB yeah, Network, I mean, you're a baseball fan, you know. So For it to be that many, that's that's wild. Um, well, I was going to play the Stephen A. Smith audio, Don, but you're, you're – No, I love Stephen. I love, I love Adrian. I, I just – that was a bit much, no? No, he went a little long. Now, how long was the cut? Six no, hours this, and – Yeah, I mean, it sounds like what you want to do is go after Anthony. That's who you should be going after. I don't know. Who, who hit play? Also yeah. me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I That's called taking on the chin. It. That's a professional. Uh, excuse here, me. Here's excuse me. Here's Stephen A. Smith reacting. Let me tell you exactly what that statement says. Stay your behind right here. Notice they said Steve Nash and I. Remember, Kevin Durant wanted them gone, according to reports. So he said Steve Nash. Now, he could have said the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> and Kevin Durant has agreed to stay. No, he said we, with our ownership, met with Kevin Durant in L.A. to let y'all know he ain't going no damn play. That's all that means. Ain't breaking news, y'all. Stay your ass right there. Period. You got four years, $198 million. And before one day is honored you asking out no i gave you Kyrie. i gave you deandre jordan i gave you steve nash and everything else in between when healthy you are the best player on the planet when all of y'all are bought in we are a legit top three top four team in the nba who could win the chip where the hell are you going you ain't going no damn where. So all of this news is nice. We're touched. You know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all sat down, like, like Kevin Durant's like, well, you know, I've reconsidered and you know. Yeah, I want to stay. No! You have a contract. We got four yeah. years. You ain't going no place. Uh, th- that's the real. But what we just got, we got Woj's version, which was the nice version. And then we got the Steven version, which to me was the real version. There's a lot of passion there. Yeah, I think he probably feels the way you do. The whole thing, he feels fed up. I mean, even when Woj was talking about Durant's decision, he it, it, he really said it in the nicest way possible without saying that they didn't have any other options. There was really no choice. There, there, were, there were not takers. And when he described why there were no takers, he was talking about him being 34 years old. I don't think that's the issue. I think it's the lack of trust that he's going to fulfill the contract. Yeah, because well, what? Who's to say that next year you're not the Nets? That's why it's foolhardy to think about, oh, he's got four years left guaranteed on his contract. You know, and he, he's got, he can't opt out. Well, no, the, every contract in the NBA has an opt out. Ask Harden. Ask Kyrie. Ask Durant. You want out, you're going to get out. Except the Nets are playing a little hardball, and I respect it. That will do it for ENN on this Tuesday, August 23rd. On the other side, we close out with your phone calls, 1-800-919-3776. Yankees, Mets getting started in about 25 minutes. We'll talk about that and anything else you want to bring to the table. Peter and Don on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.